up, everybody? This is Alternate Take. I am your host, Danny Rodriguez. Welcome back to the show. On this episode, we went back to the gridiron. That's right, we did. It was fucking awesome, too. We had on NFL defensive linemen, Adam Gatsis and Kyle Pecco. Now, Kyle Pecco is a recurring guest. He's been on our podcast before, and he's a kid from the neighborhood. We go way back, junior high. Ding-dong ditching, egging cars, TPing houses, spin the bottle with the babes. Actually, I take that last part back because we never let Kyle play. He was too big. He's a big Samoan kid. He took up like three spots. He was cheating, man. You get you have a higher chance of getting made out with. Fuck that. I'm getting carried away. Um, but it's always an honor to have him back on the show. And then we had on first-time guest Adam Gatzis, and that was awesome, man. So it was cool to have them both on together because they both came into the league together. They both entered, I believe, 2015 with the Denver Broncos, the year after their championship. And to see how far their careers have progressed now. And uh, it was a hell of a time, man. And uh, I don't want to spoil the interview. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to shut up. And I'm going to bring to you NFL defensive lineman Adam Gatsis and Kyle Pecco. Mate, what's going on? Sorry about that. Sorry, I was putting the kids to bed. What's happening? Oh, no, shit. The kids to bed. Putting the kids to bed, man. I've got two of them things now. So, you know, it's been crazy. Unbelievable. I love it, man. Hey, well, welcome to the show, dude. No, I appreciate you. Thank you for having me on, man. What's up, KP? What's good? What up, dude? How you What's doing, up, boys? What's going on? Adam, it's John over here. You just can't see me. <laughs> What's up, John? What's happening? Not much, man. You know, John, dude, always hitting threes and shit. That's his, that's his calling, dog. <laughs> how's, uh, how's California treating all you guys? Oh, man. It's lovely. Everything Is everything open and everything out there? Is everything normal? Pretty yeah. normal. What's COVID, yeah. bro? I don't know. Huh? It's not it's bad. What's COVID, brother? I don't know. Yeah, everyone's vaccinated. Everyone's everyone's legit. <laughs> yeah. Orange County's pretty good. LA County's yeah. a little bit uh iffy, but Orange County's yeah. pretty open. It's pretty crazy. I'm at like the point where like fuck, I'm going to grocery stores and I'm like, shit, do I need the mask? Do I not need the mask? You know, fucking what's what's the cause some places get, even if you I keep saying like I didn't get vaccinated too. To keep wearing the mask. That's what I'm so, saying. That's I don't wear anyone. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. But I think it's just like people are just so used to it. It's weird. I'm like, people are yeah. just wearing it to wear it at this point. I'm like, yeah, yeah but fuck it. Once you get vaccinated, it's like, you know, it should yeah. be just like let's let's just operate as normal. But yeah, yeah. Look, fellas, I'm 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 five six. You guys are six foot five. I would never tell you guys to put your fucking mask on. So you guys don't ever <laughs> have to wear your mask anywhere you guys go. <laughs> I try. I try not to wear it, but I try to be. I try to to make the norm back, man. Like yeah. especially in Florida, like I was just going in grocery stores, and I'm like, fuck, like I got to stop wearing this bitch, man, because motherfuckers. Oh, sorry, people are just wearing it. I'm. So, I forget we're recording this, so we can't <laughs> edit it. <laughs> I think cussing, okay, man, my it. bad. This is alternate take, baby. We're all about okay. fucking. OG. Okay. Don't worry. We're we good. Go. Anyways, uh, alternate take listeners, man, we're bringing you on the show a former guest, Kyle Pecco. And a new guest, Adam Gatsis, uh defensive tackle, defensive end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. What's up, fellas? What up, what up? What's up, what's up? This is actually our first uh, three-way interview, dude. John's used to three ways, right, John? That's good for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So, this is fun. Yeah, his nickname yeah, is Dragon Fruit. Anyways, uh, I want to start off with you guys. Dude. Let's do a little background, man. Um. I believe Kyle met you, Adam, through a Make-A-Wish Foundation, right? I guess it was one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kyle sponsored me, man. He uh, he bring me over. He, nah, man, uh, just a little background. Uh, you know, I'm from Australia, originally grew up there, and, um, you know, I made my way over to the States on a, on a scholarship to, to college, and, um, yeah, ended up getting to the Broncos, and, yeah, met this, met this guy, and, uh, you know, it's, it's been a, a cool couple of years, man. I've six years in the league now, um, been over in the States about 10 years and yeah, just had two kids. So yeah, it's been a, been a roller coaster, man. The last couple of years have been flying and, and really just been enjoying it. So it's been awesome. Well, you know what? Um, you've only known Kyle for like a couple of years. I've known him for 20, so I'm pretty sure I've had it worse than anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah no, nah, he's, he's, I miss him. I miss, I miss Kyle. He's a good dude. Um, you know, great teammate, but just a great dude off the field as well. And, you know, I met you boys through him and, uh, you know, we've had a, a couple of good nights together for sure. And, uh, 
you know, it's a, it's, it's awesome, man. You know, you meet some cool people along this journey and, you know, just life in general, you never know who you're going to come across. And sure. yeah, it's awesome. <coughs> Kyle, what's your favorite memory from, uh, from Adam Gotsis and your time there in Denver, buddy? Oh, there's, there's a lot. Too many, too many. Yeah. <laughs> what's the I one mean, you can tell us on audio that, that, that you can just, tell us? Yeah, just, you know, you know, to jump back to make a wish, uh, you know, back when I sponsored Adam, he was balding. Just like her case, like my buddy John over there, your producer. Hey. Uh, that's why John's not on the camera, man. I finally, John, I finally that's convinced him to, you know, shave it off. And look how pretty he is. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. That looks good. Thank you. <laughs> when I, when I, he had two cul-de-sacs right here. Doug, like, your hair's gone. Gave it up. Hey. <laughs> gave him the rookie Somebody had to do something about it, but I appreciate it, man. Kyle actually probably introduced me to like barber shops. To be honest, man, I have been cutting my own hair for like ten years, and then I mean, look Australians at this guy. Are wild. You know, he's he's, 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 wild, getting his, he's getting his hair cut weekly, so you know me. Yeah. I like to look pretty. Yeah, good. yeah, he takes care of himself. Uh, I kind of <laughs> let it let it grow. I'm the wild man. I let my hair grow. <laughs> Well, that's good, that's man. Good Australians have lock of hair. Some Mormons are born with concussions. Naturally, I feel like you oh, guys. Okay. Everyone has their job. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> Anyways, man. So, uh, tell me about your uh, your your process to Georgia Tech, dude. Because I've always found that a little bit interesting. I remember uh, way back in the day, man. I was a, I'm a big uh, Notre Dame fan as a kid, and I yeah. remember like reading articles back then that they're that they're looking into you and whatnot, and that you're like a a wild card from Australia, man. So tell me how that came about. Like you started playing rugby, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I was playing, you know, Aussie rules. I was playing rugby, basketball, basically like any sport growing up, man. I just, I just love sport, you know, competing, playing with my mates. And and it's a bit different. We don't really do like sport through the school. So a lot of it's like rec league. So, you know, you and your friends more, it's, it's a lot more social um, and a lot more just like for fun. Um, so that's kind of what I grew up playing. And then, uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to take my sport to the next level. I was playing at a pretty high level. I was playing, representing like, you know, the state and stuff like that at some sports. And I was kind of like, okay, clearly sports is kind of my 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 avenue in life, my career path. That's what I was kind of thinking. And uh, yeah, I just, I, I played in a tournament back in Australia and I played against some American kids. And then, uh, you know, a couple of the coaches there were kind of like, you should think about going to college and stuff. So you know, I didn't really know much about that, but I had some coaches that advised me in the right directions and kind of, you know, you got to do this and this and this and, and help me with training and stuff. And yeah, I got in contact with a coach at Georgia Tech and there was a few schools that I, I was like pretty, pretty heavily talking to, um, Hawaii, Boise State, Baylor, and then Georgia Tech came, um, but yeah, I didn't have no film. I didn't have shit, man. It was it was crazy. I was just like, they were just like, send me film of you just working out, just running, you know, just just moving. Because, you know, I think at the college system, it's it's such a such a system where you can't really teach like size, you know. So you know, we can teach you to football, we can teach you skills, we can teach you all that stuff. But you know, a guy that's like six five or six four, you know, two hundred and eighty pounds, pretty raw. We can we can work with that. So. For me, it was just like, show them how athletic you can be, show them, you know, all that shit, how you run, all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, that kind of carried over once I got to college, man. I, I made some, you know, strides there and ended up playing my first year and a couple years there. And, yeah, ended up in the league, man. So just just kept working, worked hard. And, you know, I, I don't think any of us in the league and, and any guys that are in, in their careers and stuff, you don't get anywhere without working. So just kind of kept that going. That's interesting, man, that you, that you mentioned, like, all the sports that you played and all the different ones. Because where me and Kyle grew up, we did the same thing. Kyle, you played multiple sports too, right? Yep. Baseball, basketball. Never got to play football till high school. Yeah. Uh, that's what it was. My parents wanted me to try a little bit of everything, kind of see, you know, what was my fit. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed playing all the sports. Uh, I was kind of average size, so nothing crazy. Half Mexican, half Samoan. I got I got the best of both worlds. Average, ad, average size. Yeah, very look average. At this, look at this guy; doesn't even fit in the lens. <laughs> yeah, I tried all the sports. Yeah. Too. I just wasn't uh, good at any of them, so took a yeah, different you're, route. You're a pretty solid dude, dude. Yeah, but wow. I, more it. I think when you're playing awesome. sports, man, as a kid, and you you just get your hands on whatever you can, man. I think that's you know that's 
and I see, you know, Carl with his kid, Kai, and, you know, it's like he's playing every sport. He's picking up his, you know, and that's what it's about. I think some kids get pushed into one sport so early and they, they burn out. And, yep. you know, as Carl said, the same with me. I didn't I didn't step on a football field, I think, till I was like 15, 16, you know. Um, there are kids that are, you know, now there's like flag and stuff like that, which I think is cool. You know, it's it's kids running around. It's a bit, bit more just like running and playing freedom. But. You know, some kids are like eight years old with like a helmet on. I'm like, dude, this kid can't even like stay focused, let alone play football. So, <laughs> you know, I, I I think, yeah, picking up any sport, man, that's what it's about. Just playing, having fun with your mates. Yeah, so, dude. I just think the diversity in itself, it doesn't even have to be sports, dude. Uh, uh, I see it with Kyle's kid now, dude. When, when I was a kid, it was not only baseball, boxing, uh, skateboarding with your friends, guitar, all, all yeah. things put together. They just generally make you not only a a good adult, but they make you pretty good at your profession, whatever the fuck you choose. And Kyle's kid does all that shit now, man. He's going to be a superstar. Yeah. I'm telling you. And it makes you just super social, man. It puts you in all these different groups and, you know, it introduced a lot of my friends, like my good friends, the friends that I played, you know, rec league with that, you know, I've still stayed in touch with. And, you know, you kind of, you grind through some stuff as like young kids and you're all like playing and you win together, you lose together and it's all just fun. Um, but again, yeah, like, doing doing those social activities as a kid is just so important you know so i'm excited to get get amongst it with my kids man it, they're, they're so young right now but once they start playing sport man i'm gonna be the number one dad on the sideline for sure like, like two boys right off the bat it, yeah yeah so i'm in i'm in good shape hopefully uh hopefully they you know pick up some sport but again you know whatever they want to do i'm gonna you know support them and yeah number one dad no matter what through everything that's gonna be awesome Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, man. Well, I, wa I want to get to both of your guys' uh, favorite college football memories. I'm going to start with you, Adam, because, um, like I said, I was a big Notre Dame fan as a kid. I'm one of those weirdos. Yeah. I get into something, I have to, like, go balls to the wall. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm almost 30, and I don't go fuck who wins or loses. But um, at the time, I remember when you guys played them, and I was like, who the fuck is 96, and why is he in the yeah. back of every goddamn play? That's the first thing I thought, I swear to God. <laughs> so, tell me about your experiences uh, right there at Georgia Tech, man. Like, yeah. Your senior year, man. man. Playing up there, firstly, was freaking insane in itself. That's an atmosphere, man. Um, you know, their whole campus and, you know, their 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 fan base is just awesome. And even just playing in, in that stadium. Um, but probably favorite memory, man, I'd, I'd say probably either winning the Orange Bowl. We won the Orange Bowl one year. That was that was pretty good, man. We had a, we had a squad that year. And, um, you know, just, just the team that we were that year, being with those guys was, was pretty special. So that was my junior year. Um, that was probably one of my favorites. And then the second one would have been probably beating Florida state. Um, on like, a, we blocked a last second field goal. One of the dudes picked it up and ran it back and they were like number nine in the country were uh, undefeated. And, you know, that was, pr that was pretty cool. So yeah, that was probably those two, man. I love it. Same question to you, Kyle. I know you guys both have the same, uh, commonalities where you guys weren't like necessarily heavily recruited, but when you got to your teams made a huge impact, Kyle, what was your favorite memory at Oregon state? Uh, man, I don't have any sick memories like that. I played in the Pac-12 at Oregon State during a, a double rebuild year. You know, we lost two head coaches. We had a uh, finally Gary Anderson comes in. I haven't played in the NCAA my, till my senior year. So I think just my whole senior season was kind of unreal. Um, living out a dream. Uh, ineligible my junior year, played two years at Cerritos. So just being in that, that big time football, um, playing some big time schools was just, you know, unreal feeling uh even just having my family be able to come out to games and then kind of experiencing with me i think that was the best uh you know moments in my college career Do you was that like a huge jump bro like from like junior college to like d1 like program wise like every was it just like way different it was more i mean as far as playing you had got i mean juco you think about yeah you have, that have no you still got guys that are, that, are, that can play yeah yeah and a lot of the time, you know, you have these, you know, number one in the nation prospects all over the place because it was yeah. great or it was like you got in trouble. Yeah. So there's definitely talent. Um, but as far as like structure, there's no structure in junior college. Yeah. You're pretty free to do whatever the fuck you want. It's all on you kind school. of shit. Yeah. And it's do you want to get out or do you want to do nothing with football? Is this, yeah. is this want your football career to end or whatever it may be? Football, baseball. Did you soccer. like, did you think like, I'm sorry if I'm like hosting this shit now. No, no, no. go for it, man. Nah, I was just gonna ask him, like, did you uh 
did you think like going there you were going to go to like a d1 school was that like the plan uh you know? yeah so out of out of high school i was a knucklehead i didn't go to school i mean i mean i didn't do yeah. well school. Uh, <laughs> i didn't go to school <laughs> a, a little bit of both probably actually. why i didn't do well <laughs> so i had offers out of high school yeah. but for line and yeah. a lot of my coaches are like look you're d1 like this is all yeah. on you you didn't get the schoolwork done so your next yeah. your best option is to go to juco and i had a good idea that you know i'd get recruited um my head yeah. coach high school his dad was the head coach at my junior college and he basically said you come here you can play defense if you want and i was like i'll go to you yeah that's and what's up. Enough, after, yeah, after my my freshman year i was scouted by like 24 teams Damn, that's dope, going into my sophomore year i kind of got to just have fun because i you know i had a good idea you know god god being so good i uh got to enjoy my last year in juco so i think that's why i had a really good experience at juco because yeah. i had a little cushion room and yeah. knew i had a good opportunity you know at the next level so that's dope did notre dame ever talk to any of you guys i swear to god i'll fucking punch brian kelly in the chin if you notre dame was not one of the schools now nah nah i don't i don't really think many schools knew about me um you know when i went to georgia tech it was like i was the last one in their signing class they had one one spot left you know it was the week before signing day and uh you know they bring me out on a visit and after I, there was i think there was like a week after i visited and um when i was there they were actually like kind of saying like don't really post that you're here and you know don't don't really tell anyone that you're here because i think if if schools knew that i visited there other schools might have been like hey we'll get you out on a visit just come check it out type shit so but at the end i mean they did so much for me in terms of helping me just get get there and you know get to the u.s into you know get my paperwork sorted with the clearinghouse and and that type of stuff that once I got there, man, and I saw like, hey, they actually take like education a little bit serious, um, you know, for me, because I was thinking, you know, shoot, if I don't make it to the league, I at least want to get a degree that I can do something with. So, you know, I was a bit older as a freshman. I was like turning 20 as a freshman when I got there. So I'd kind of been been working a little bit and kind of in the workforce and knew like, hey, this is like, you know, it's real life now as well. So. You know, seeing the academic program, that was a big thing with just being like, yeah, I'm all in, man. I'm all in with, you know, football's like, you know, that's everything. And I feel like, you know, no matter no matter what your path is, man, it's just what you do on the field. Whether it's at D1, JUCO, whatever the fuck it is, it's like you just got to handle your business on the field. And that's just you going in there, putting in the work, doing what you got to do. But I just wanted to have that fucking that degree as well. You know, I was like, worst case scenario, I'll, I'll get four year degree. I take my ass back to Australia or network and get a job here, you know? Right. So that's interesting, man, is that you and Kyle kind of had different paths to the NFL, but you guys both had, like you said, like you were working as in the real workforce before you went to the NFL and Kyle was having a kid. So you guys already had reasons to succeed in the NFL. Dude, what was, what was it like in your rookie season in Denver for both of you guys? Yeah, man. Um, for me, rookie year was rough, man. Uh, I, I was, I got injured my senior year. So coming in, I was injured and got drafted. And, you know, I felt like I came back and it was just, I wasn't ready to really be on the field, but, you know, I was like 80% kind of like good enough to be out there doing some stuff. So, you know, I was out there playing, but it was just a, it was just a, a tough transition for me, I think coming off the injury and, and going into the league. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it was, you're, you're with, you're around so many good players and great players that like, you really just, soak it up and try and learn as much as you can in that in that period that you're there because every year man that that roster changes and you know guys are gone so you know you really just got to make the most of each year but it was it was a tough year just for me coming off the injury but I enjoyed it man you know you're living out a dream being in the NFL so you know it's, it doesn't get get any better than that same question for you Kyle what was your rookie season like man um, yeah, uh, a little different than Adam, not coming with any injuries, but as far as being undrafted, I think, you know, the odds are a little stacked against you. So, um, same struggle, just kind of a different, you know, I'll take on it. Uh, it was tough. I didn't know whether or not I was going to have a roster spot. Every, you know, everyone's busting ass trying to make the team, whether you're the top guy or not. Um, it's rough. So you have friends and you learn. Um, Adam, luckily for me, was one of those guys that 
I could uh, turn to and and ask about the playbook or plays or what do I do here or how do I do this or what would you do? And, um, you know, having that just, you know, anybody to that's kind of going through the same shit as you, um, but also helping um, was big time for me. And uh, like Adam said, that struggle with injury, it's been cool to see him grow the last, you know, five years yeah. from uh, uh, a rough rookie. <laughs> man, man. Yeah, I was, I was just tough on that, man. It was like, yeah, you know, me and Kyle both been rookies on the same team. We kind of went through it together and just being able to have someone that's, you know, going through stuff with you. And, you know, even though my situation was, I felt like the worst in the world at that time, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Kyle and he's an undrafted dude who's out here busting his ass. His family's in California. He's not sure if he's going to make the team, you know, I'm like, you know, so, so everyone's battling for something, you know, yeah. and, you know, just, just to see how he showed up every day, not knowing, shoot. And, and how many times did, did you get cut by the Broncos and you're like now you're like, you know, a whole, yeah, a whole fucking, you know what I'm I saying? Like, so it's, yeah. but, but it's, you know, it's, it's like that there's days where fuck, you see guys getting pulled off the practice field. So I can only imagine what's going through his mind. And even in my mind at times, you know, I've seen drafted dudes, you know, I was, I was with Paxton Lynch. So I saw Paxton Lynch out the, out the door a year later, you know? So, you know, even though I was drafted, it's, it's the reality that like, Hey, this, this thing is not for long and it, it can end any second. So, you know, just to see how Kyle would work every day, man, I knew that like if me and him just, we can, we can push each other, work with each other, help each other, man. We can both, you know, get through some of these tough times. Cause it's, it's a, it's a hard, hard, hard road, man. Sure. Yeah, man. Uh, do you, Oh, John has, a Oh, Hey Adam, I, I know where uh, Kyle was and what happened when he got uh, signed with the, uh, the Broncos. We were at that eighties bar. That's right. <laughs> there you go. What was, your, what was your day like? You went in the second round, right? Where were you yeah. at? Yeah. Yeah. So, man, again, like I was injured. So I tore my ACL like week eight of the college season. So I think it was like November. I had surgery. So I'm sitting there. I didn't, I went to the combine, didn't do anything, you know, met with some coaches and stuff. But really, you don't really have any idea. You know, my agent saying, you know, you got, a 30% chance of the third round or whatever percent chance of this round and shit. And I'm like, I got no idea, man. Like, you know, these teams are going to take who they want to take, but I just knew like I'd put good film out there my senior year and my, my years before. So I, again, in God's hands and, you know, everything happens for a reason. And, you know, there's a reason why, you know, why I got hurt and there's a reason why wherever I end up, whether it's drafted, whether I become a free agent, um, that's what it was, but I was just chilling in Atlanta, man. So I was rehabbing. I had um, my brothers and sisters out there with me and right. just a bunch of friends, man. And the plan kind of was like, you know, Friday night, we'll watch it. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have a couple beers and we'll go out if, if I get drafted, if not, we'll still go out. <laughs> and then, uh, I'd organized a bunch of food to come in on Saturday, um, just catered food. And we we're just going to sit around, eat all day and just hang out. And, uh, yeah, for me, I ended up getting drafted that that uh, last pick of the second round. And, you know, next morning I'm on a flight to Denver and, you know, it's crazy. So, yeah, it's it's, it's been a roller coaster for sure, man. Yeah, look at you guys now, though. Yeah, yeah exactly. Rock stars now. <laughs> on, the, on the podcast, rock stars. Right? Killing time. it. <laughs> Alternate take, baby. No, man, that's, honestly, that's, a, that's beautiful, man. It really is because... Uh, I know what Kyle's Kyle's thing, man. I swear to God, dude, I was dancing with his aunts and Thea's and his grandma's the whole night. Yeah, and wow, it was beautiful, man. It was a good night. But uh, Kyle, I wanted to ask you this question because uh, Adam, so I, I do stand up comedy every now and then. Yeah. I used to a lot, like two years ago, and then like last year, obviously there's none. And um, I'm thinking about going back and uh, putting my foot back in the door and whatnot. But um, my first ever stand up spot I ever did, I did it behind Joey Diaz. It was the worst experience of my life because he's a top five comic in the world. But at the same yeah. time, as soon as he went on stage i automatically stopped getting nervous and the reason i did is because i'm like well i can't do better than that so who gives a fuck go ahead and just yeah. best foot in the door and see what the fuck happens kyle i'm sure you had the same experience because you're the undrafted rookie and you have the second round pick right next to you did you have that like same energy like fuck it i'm just gonna put my balls to the wall see what happens yeah i think uh so it was my rookie year it was the last week i mean i was active first couple of weeks but i didn't play so inactive uh Throughout the year on practice squad and the last week of the season, you know, D-line coach comes walking by really, very casual, like, hey, you're playing this week. And I like just like that and walk, just kept walking, like 
not like it was just very zero emotion and i'm just like oh shit <laughs> okay like fuck fuck it and yeah kind of like it was the last game of the season we weren't making playoffs and it was um you know nut up or shut up and kind of just nutted up and went out there and got a few tackles you know it's football at the end of the day and it's just like you it's you like comedy and you're good at it and you know what you're doing at that point you're on the stage and you know you do it you know what to do and essentially falls to the wall and you'll be okay yeah same Bro, question will, Adam. Well, like as yeah, a I will say, uh, you that pressure yeah man i mean you know you, you're going to work every day and like you know whether it's the pressure of you know kyle being there and, and kyle's a great football player man he played the plays he'd make plays all the time, man. It's it's such a, a game of numbers and you know, rosters and shuffling and all that stuff that it's just like it's it's hard. A lot of guys, you know, unfortunately, you know, don't get opportunities, as Kyle was saying. Like he was making a lot of plays even his rookie year in training camp in in, in the seat in throughout the season. But the way the roster shuffles, he doesn't get a step on the field to the last game of the season. Yeah. You know, and and that's unfortunate, you know, because there there are guys that might not be ready to play or shouldn't be playing at that time or, you know, aren't aren't playing. So, you know, why aren't we shuffling that guy in who is making plays? Um, but again, yeah, it's it's such a competitive business. So I'm in there. I'm I'm competing with not only Kyle, I'm competing with Wolf, a bunch of other guys. So you know, there there is that energy in the room where, like, yeah, we're in this together as 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 a unit, but also like, hey, I've got to get on the field to provide for my family as well. You know, yep. right? So right. yeah, it, it does get it does get tough at times, but at the end of the day, you know, all you can do is do the best that you can. If you're worried about what someone else is doing or the guy next to you, what he's doing, you know, you're not worried about what you're doing, and and that's the wrong wrong take. So. Exactly. Yeah, right. you just gotta you just gotta go to, go to work every day and do what you're capable of doing. Because if you work to the level of someone else, that that you know, you're not working to your own potential. So, and, and you'll kill yourself. You'll kill yourself yeah. if, you're, if you're thinking about like mentally what everyone else is doing. And Definitely, if your your mind's in the right place, you you taking care of what you got to take care of. It, it kind of makes everything else a little easier. Um, and friendships, like you could have a friendship. Me and Adam, we knew we were there to yeah. compete. We knew we wanted a job, but we both knew that we had to take care of what we had to take care of. Yeah. And that made our friendship a little bit better. We're, we're, we had guys For sure, man. worried about what everyone else was doing and they could care less about having friends and yeah. you meeting know, that. people. And, yeah. I mean, like I knew that like, by even just me pushing myself to my best, that's going to make Kyle work his best. Yeah, You know, that's going to make the guys around me work hard. Because I know if I work hard, the guys around me will work hard. And whether that's, you know, whether we make the team here or whether I make a team somewhere else or Kyle makes a team somewhere else, like, you know, I feel like that's, 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 that's either way, he's getting paid. He's putting money mm. on the table, you know. So that's, that's me being a teammate is doing that. You know, me working as hard as I can and bringing as much value as I can to that room, that's going to make Kyle the best he can. That's going to make the guys around me that they can do. And that's where, like, you know, if you don't get that from a lot of dudes in in, in the room or on the team that, that need to be those guys, it, it can really struggle or hurt that room and, and backfire with a lot of the potential that you might have in there. So, you know, that's when I think you see kind of a, a lot of those, like, you know, you might have – five guys that are great players you know in a position group but if they can't gel and and know each other inside out and who they are and you know get to know each other off the field as well as on the field then it, it's really tough out there right man so uh i actually wanted to get into a little bit of with your time with both of your guys time with denver we're gonna get to jacksonville eventually but i want to get into your time with denver a little bit because uh kyle knows this when i was a kid i was a huge raider fan man i still am but uh like I said, I'm old, so who gives a fuck? Bro, Notre Dame and the Raiders? What the hell? I'm like Tim Brown, baby. I'm like Tim Brown, I'm telling you. <laughs> Nuts. But uh, when I was a kid, man, we weren't really too worried about Denver's defense. I'll be honest, man. There was John Alway, there was uh, Terrell Davis, and then later on there's Jake Plummer and Clinton Portis and all these guys. Yeah, like Champ Bailey, but they didn't, other than that, they didn't really have shit. It Tim wasn't Tebow. so late. I'm sorry? Tim Tebow, baby. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> 
But then it wasn't until later that we're like once once like Avon Miller came in and then uh Wade Phillips came in where it was like holy shit, Denver's defense is the scariest fucking thing in the league, man. And uh what was it like working for these guys, man? You guys are around fucking um Demarcus Ware and Wade Phillips. Like, what's your guys' best experiences like with these uh role models, coaches or players or whatnot? Adam, you go first. Yeah. Um man, you know, I think the the only time other than you know, when Vaughn and, and D Ware and that that defense that, that me and Kyle got to be part of after after they won that Super Bowl might have been like the Orange Crush, I think, back in like the 80s when they had a pretty good defense. Um, but other than that, man, yeah, I mean, you, you get some guys in that room and I think, you know, the when the Broncos added D Ware, that was a big piece, I think. Um, a leadership standpoint and just a mentorship standpoint on the team. He's a guy that's, you know, vetted in the league. I think it was like, yeah, 10 or 12 or something he came over um and i think right at that point you know von might have been like year four wolf might have been like year four a lot of those guys year four year five in the league so they're still young but then now they get they've got a bit of experience and uh i think he he kind of tied it together along with wade phillips and the coaching staff that they have there a lot of experience and uh you know it was awesome to come to come in after that super bowl and be part of that team and just see how they operated and see how high of a standard they kept it like on the field off the field through meetings man it's it's you know it was an intense situation to walk into you know you, sure. you're joining you're joining the champs but you didn't win shit so you know their whole the whole mentality that off season was you know we're going back we, we're working like we got the target on our back we're 31 teams are looking at our our, our number so you know, it was an intense, you know, building to walk into, intense situation to to walk into. But, uh, you know, there was a lot of great dudes on that team and a lot, a lot to learn from. Same to you, Kyle. Like, what, what were your favorite lessons you took from either a coach or a player from those, you know, Vic Fangio, I know was there, all those guys, man. Yeah, just, uh, the, I mean, that rookie season coming off of that uh, Super Bowl win, it was cool to see how the vets work and how they studied and prepared I think that was the biggest thing that I took um, just from being around a lot of those vetted guys uh, and then being right off of Super Bowl, how hard they worked, the time they put in, um, kind of what they did, the ins and outs, essentially what it was. So I think that's kind of helped me and Adam, you know, pick up the game a little bit better because we knew that it was it was work. I mean, it's football, it's the league. Oh, my gosh, blame and glory. But, you know, dudes are here working, busting ass, grinding. And again, and, uh, I, I think a, a big part of it, this level is the organization you go to, too. You know, some guys go to some organizations and you hear them when they come to your one. And, you know, they're like, man, it's you got to get over there. Or it's, it's yeah, it's that over there. Like, you know, sure. coaches do this or we don't get nothing over here or our training rooms this or, you know, the weight room. They just give you a card and it's you just go work out. There's not they're yeah. not even coaching you, you know, Um so things like that, man, and you're just like, damn, like it's it's really like that across across. So to come into a, an organization that has had the success the Broncos had, and you know the professionalism yeah. from the the media department, PR people, the coaching staff, um, you know, front office, all that type of stuff, man. I think it was a really good. It, it, it forced you to really grow up quick. You know, you're, you're in the pressure cooker. You know, there's there's media all at practice all day every day. Um, yeah. You know, super different. I'm at the Jags, and we we just lost 15 games last year. And you know, yeah, there's media, but they're not covering the good stuff. You know, that it's, you know, yeah. So it's uh, you we don't had, really have, we have Gary people. Kubiak and Gary Kubiak and John Elway yeah. are players. So they they were yeah. play coaches, and they they knew how to take care of us. You know, when we needed to be taken care of, take taken care of. Uh, so yeah. that was, I mean, Gary Kubiak was the man. I enjoyed my time with Gary, and. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been around a few teams now and I've seen different organization organizations function. And uh, a lot of, a lot of it has to do with that head coach and Gary, Gary Kubiak was a good one. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, man, it's interesting how you guys describe your experience with the NFL and like how there's expectations going into a good team. And then you have the media covering you and you're a shitty team and all this stuff. Dude, like I have my mom, my mom is a nurse. My dad is a cop. I have JB here, my roommate, my best buddy, the producer of the podcast. He's in mortgage loans. Everyone says the same thing about their career. It's so interesting, man, but it's the truth. Like my mom works at one of the best hospitals there is. And she's like, when you're there day one on the ER, there's no fucking around. No one gives a fuck yeah. if you're a rookie. You show up, you put up no. you, and you, that's it. My dad's the same thing where the, the where he works, his department, it's considered the best in, in the fucking world where you work. 
there's no excuse. There's no like, well, I'm a, I'm a yeah. it's my day one. No, man. Everyone's looking at you. You're a fucking cop. You figure it out. And this is the best department in the world. You figure it out. Yeah. And everyone's looking at you. It doesn't matter if you make one mistake. It, the fucking, it's on you. And it's interesting. So you've dealt with that both. You've dealt with going to a team right out of the gate who's considered this is the defensive standard we've set for the fucking league. This is us. Oh, yeah. And then you went to a team that finished last and God forbid, great fucking thing. And I got you Trevor Lawrence. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> tell me about yeah. uh, Meyer. Tell me, yeah, exactly. Tell me about that, yeah. man. We graduated from uh, from Jacksonville now, and I mean from yeah. Denver, and now we're in Jacksonville, man. Tell me about your your. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, you know, last I ended up signing there last year. Um, I I, in, I got injured again. Um, at the end of my time in Denver, tore my ACL again. Um, and then rehabbed it back and and got signed in August of last year to Jacksonville. And uh, yeah, man. I, you know, kind of walking in there after walking into the Denver facility and, and all that, you know, it's a bit different, a bit more, you know, the culture is different. You know, I'm in this adjustment period, just trying to figure everything out. But uh, once I kind of got my feet there, you could kind of tell the differences um, in the organization a bit. Um, just just the, the mindset, the mentality, um, winning, the value of winning, you know. Um, across the board from front office through players through everything um and then yeah this year man you know it's a whole new mindset man um bringing in urban meyer and bringing in you know his whole mentality his stuff um they've flipped the whole thing man they've, they've changed the, the design of the building in, um you know the way the building is when you walk in certain things like that just different shit up on the walls um but his mentality is uh you know, plus two everything. Um, you know, we're going to be, you know, the number one working team in the world. In in the in the yeah, in the world, I'll say so in the NFL. But uh, you know, we're we're going to be some dudes that just work, man. It's it's a it's a bit similar to a college system. And I think uh, when you have guys that are at elite skill level, man, and we got a young team and and we're hungry. Um, you get some guys like that that put in a, a big off season of work all together. Um, I think big things are going to happen. So. I agree, man. Honestly, especially, dude. I I think it's a uh, it's super cool when you have the college football coach legend come to the NFL, man. It's a uh, I don't know if you guys remember the movie Invincible, where they yeah. they finally get the college coach, you know, comes yeah. to the NFL, and uh, I like that a little bit because he's established already, but he treats man, this guy, yeah. a football player where it's like everyone's the same. I don't give a fuck who's a superstar. We're gonna work the same. We're gonna treat each other the same. It's almost like remember the Titans. It's like Coach Boone coming in here treating everyone the same, and I love man, that. man. This guy like his mentality like when he talks it's like you can tell he knows how to win so you know everyone's all he is listening and and he's got the track record to prove it so you know i think when you when you have the the pedigree that he has i think you know you only can respect it and listen and buy in you know and i think if you get you know 90 guys bought in you know we, we had 90 guys pretty much every day at otas this off season you know that's that's 90 dudes for a roster of 53 so you know, at every spot, someone's competing, you know. So when you got that happening in the offseason, you know, you're, you're going to narrow it down and, and you can really pick out the guys that, that fit the scheme, fit the look of what you want. Um, and then you can really start molding this thing. And, you know, people are saying it might be like a five-year project, whatever it is. But, uh, you know, the mentality of the team is, you know, we want to go win this thing now. We're just working. We're just putting in that work. Hell yeah. Uh, Kyle, did you see that same cultural shift from like going from Denver to uh, Buffalo to Indianapolis? Did you, did you tell there's a big difference from what organization wanted to win more than you don't have to say who, but like yeah. organization, yeah. like put more emphasis on that and whatnot. A hundred percent. I think in Denver, we saw a little bit of both. You had two different coaching staffs when we were there. Oh, I guess three technically yeah. uh, at, at three. I was only there for three games with the third, but um, you saw the Gary Kubiak coming off the Super Bowl. Um, you know, everyone thought we were going back. Uh, so you saw that aspect of the game. And then you got a rebuild season with uh, Vance Joseph. So you kind of got that that feel for, okay, new guys are coming in, new coaching staff, you know, a whole rebuild of a whole um, franchise, essentially. And I got to see that a little bit in Denver. And then I got to Buffalo and they had Sean McDermott. And he had just came from uh, – the Panthers and he had a season in and they, they made their first uh, playoff run. And I don't remember how many years it was, but um, kind of like the Broncos again, just a little different aspect. They didn't win the Super Bowl, but they made the playoffs in a crazy amount of years, whatever it was. 
Uh, so you had guys, you know, expecting to be better uh, than last, and they brought in the right, you know, players to do so. And you could see it now. Um, Josh Allen and those boys have been taking care of business. And, you know, a lot of people – I remember being in Denver and we had vets saying, you go to Buffalo, that that's where your career ends. And uh, yeah. I remember I, I got signed and I'm like, yeah, I'm never going to play football again. <laughs> <laughs> And honestly, it was the complete opposite. I I, lo- I love my time in Buffalo. Um, they were on the rise, and they still are. So, shouts to the boys uh, in Buffalo, New York, because uh, that was that was a cool experience. Uh, Indy was a little different for me. I was there for maybe three weeks, um, and it was a cool. They were um, they were the same. Like they've always been decent. Uh, they had the whole Andrew Luck thing going on, so. Uh, that was a little. That was a little odd. Uh, Jacoby Brissett was the guy. Andrew Luck had just said, he, you know, he's done. Um, so they were going kind of on a rebuild phase with the quarterback, and a lot of their focus when I was there was trying to figure out who's who's their guy to you know. And run that's off. A, and that's yeah. Sorry to cut you off, Carl, but that's I think the tough part, man. You go to these teams, and there's a lot of that off you know off season, like so much invested into like one dude, but there's yeah. 53 other guys or 90 guys that you need to still evaluate, yeah. pick through, do all that stuff. So, you know, you got to kind of have that culture and mindset so deeply embedded where you can't, you know, if you walk in that building, there's an expectation. There's a, yeah. you know, at, like, like it was that rookie year with Kubiak, you know, I yeah. think, I think that's kind of the standard and, and, you know, with some of the coaches that we've had throughout our career, we've had, you know, a few amongst, you know, through between us, but uh, you just see kind of the, the differences in what they're preaching kind of through the meetings, uh, you know, for the team, what, what they want the team culture to be like, whether they want the, the players to lead, whether it's like a coaches led kind of team, yeah. um, you know, there's a bunch of different ways and, you know, uh, for us, that first year, it was veteran-led. You know, the coaches were super hands-off experience, but super hands-off, you know. Then we go into a couple other years where it's like we're babied again, but you've got these veteran leaders, but we're just going to say that they're the leaders because they're the highest-paid guys, you know, a lot of the time. So um, because the coaches are just like – they think that we need to be, like, kept in check so much. We're not, we're not ready to just, like, be adults and understand, like, hey, this is the expectation you either meet it or you don't see you later, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the mindset in Jacksonville. Now, you know, we've got that standard we're, we're, we're setting. And, you know, if you're not about that stuff, if you're not here to work and, and whether it's you're in the weight room, whether you, you know, you're one of the people taping ankles, running water. If you ain't here working, like, see you later, man. You know, we, we, we want to win, you know? So from front office through the, through the whole team, you know, you got to have that mindset, you know? Um, and I think a lot of teams, it's so it's so jumbled up, and you know, you see it. I think the Browns, you know, they've, they've they had so many losing seasons. I just wonder if it's like an organizational thing, you know, or a cultural thing. Yeah. Um, and now you see they've kind of turned it around. They've got some right pieces. You know, I don't know if that's you know a changed mindset within the building of a standard that hey, you know, we're not like a team that's just losing sixteen games. We're a team that's you know we're a playoff caliber team now. Yeah. Hey, Adam. Um... Speaking of uh, rebuild and and one dude type of thing, how's uh, how's Trevor Lawrence looking? Yeah, man, he's looking unreal, man. He's looking he's looking real nice. So I think the first day I saw him, man, he came in and I was like, damn, I didn't think he was that big. He's like, he's big like dude. taller than me, pretty freaking solid. I was like, damn, this guy's pretty freaking big. And then like you see him out there running and moving and stuff, and you're like, damn. And then fucking he starts dropping dimes and you're like oh shit that's a whole different ball game now you know um but again it's it's not only that because we we have great players you know one dude doesn't make a whole team so you know garden is a a hell of a quarterback too and he's out there slinging that thing too and i think you know now you get a good playbook behind it and yeah (laughs) then you get a good playbook big fan so he's a big guy is 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 legit, dude. So you know that's gonna be awesome having them both, man. They're gonna be a b- badass room there, man. We got we got a room, um, but uh, I think you know you get the right pieces, the right mindset around these guys, man. They can blossom. You put the right offense in. Um, you let them do stuff that they're comfortable with, like you know, even even for Trev having having his running back there um, yeah. is huge as well. So you know he's comfortable back there now. So 
Um, you know, they're they're both playing super high caliber and, you know, Garden is a, a starter in this league, so he's going to push Trev to be best sure. he can as well. So it's going to it's gonna be awesome to see how it plays out in camp. Yeah. Have you, uh, so you, you've, I mean, I know you've met Garner, but like, have you hung out with Garner yet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've hung out with him. He's a good dude, man. Yeah. He's a, he's an awesome dude. Um, he was probably one of the first dudes that, uh, really I talked to when I got down there to Jacksonville, man, we we're just sitting there having breakfast, like six 30 in the morning, sitting next to this guy in a cutoff shirt with a mullet. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on, douche? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we just, we just had a good conversation for about 30 minutes, man. And, you know, as, as Kyle said, some of those friendships and stuff, they're, they're pretty cool to, to make. And, you know, I'm fortunate enough that I got a pretty good friendship with him. Um, you know, I've been over to his house a couple of times and he likes to cook out for a lot of the boys, him and his roommate, uh, Garrett. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, they're, they're just good dudes to kick back with and just unwind about football. And, you know, you can kind of take your mind off football and just, you know, chop it up with them. So, yeah, he's a real good dude, man. Yeah, my, uh, my my brother played for Washington State. The year he left, I think the year after Gardner came in. So yeah. I don't really know him too well, but uh, but yeah, like I know a lot of people that that know him, and I'll see him like yeah. on stories or like on things like that. I'm like, man, this guy just looks like a guy I want to hang out with. Super down to earth guy, man. Super down to earth guy. You can just chill, have a beer with, and just and just chop it up, man. Awesome guy. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I um I know like the media makes a big deal about like uh like the Tim Tebow, Urban Meyer and all these outside influences, man. And, and to be honest, man, if this, if there were a fucking hard knocks, this would be the best fucking year for that. Yeah. But, it would be pretty nice, man. I'm not going to lie. That'd be, it'd be perfect. Nice. Yeah. It'd be perfect. But as a football player on the team, um, does that something that you guys actually give a shit about? Cause I feel like if you're just like working your ass off, like it's probably something you're just like, who gives a fuck? I'm Again, here. Man. Again, if, if you're worried about who they're signing, who they're bringing in, um, you know, you're going to be the one that's leaving the building for someone else to take your spot. So, uh, you know, for me, it's, it's awesome, man. Here's a dude that had success, um, in college with this coach. He's a dude that played in the league, made playoff games, won playoff games. So, um, he's a guy that you can just ask questions to a, a locker room dude. Um, and a guy that's out there that's hungry and playing, man, he's in great shape. He's physical. He's, you know, catching passes. He's doing what he has to do. And, Again, he's in a battle with himself. You know, he's not doing this to beat out, you know, the guy next to him or to prove to the media that, hey, I'm 35 and I can do this stuff, you know. He's doing this because he wants to do it and he's showing up. And if you're going to outwork someone, you're going to get that spot. If you're not, you're going to be gone. And that and that's whether you're Tim Tebow at tight end, whether you're Gardner at quarterback, whether you're Adam Gottes at D-tackle, it doesn't matter who you are. If, if you're not out there making plays and doing what you got to do, you're not going to be on the field. So... I'm excited for Tim, man. He's, he's a great dude, though, man. Just having him in the locker room, having some conversations with him, the way he carries himself, man, super professional. Being in the business, you can tell. So I'm, I I hope he, you know, makes the team. I hope there's a spot for him, man. I hope he comes into camp, kills it. And if he doesn't make this team, I hope he makes another team. So, you know, it's it's that's that's what it's about, man. You just come in and work and good things happen. I love it, man. Well, uh, last and final question. Adam Goss is when are we going to see you at uh, Kyle's Best motherfucking gym in Orange County, bitch. Play out, the- man. I need to come out there. I need to come out there. But uh, I'm hoping, shoot, probably not this summer. But um, I'll come out after the season for sure. I'll come out there. We'll get some work in, man. I'll stay out there a week or two. Oh yeah, we'll get some lifts in. We'll get that that real work, man. For sure, brother. We'll get some guys that can keep up with Kyle. Kyle's got all the records <laughs> in there. I bet. Freaking, uh, I do. I try. I try for sure. Me and Brody, <laughs> me and Brody in here. Just I know you. Are, I, I see it. I love it. I love it, man. No, nah, that's awesome, man. You know, to see Kyle that even his transition and you know he's he's whether he's still trying to play ball or not, and you know that's that's on him. But just to see that you know he's you know being so professional with what he's doing and fucking you know taking his life in his own hands and and you know not not just becoming another statistic of another dude that leaves the NFL and doesn't do shit, you know. Um, and to see, like, you know, he's such a good dude that comes back, gives back to his community and, and helps out a lot of people, man. So, you know, it, I take my hats off to Kyle, man. He's, he's a legend. Beautiful. My guy. He's still a legend around the league, man. So, you know, he, he should still try and play, man. I'm telling you, he can, he can, he's got a lot of snaps left in him. So he's got that gym. I know that's, that's a nice, nice thing, but we got to get this guy back playing, boys. Would love oh, to. Dude. 
I couldn't agree more, man. I'll tell you what, dude, me and Kyle are from a small town, dude, where if you do something as big as hook up with a nine, you're a hero in our town, buddy. <laughs> but going to the league and then opening up a gym right down the street from where we grew up, that's that's yeah. pretty fucking big, man. So uh, I couldn't agree yeah. with you more, Adam Gatsis. Uh Dude, Kyle Pecco, Adam Gatsis, thanks for joining the show, man. My brother, nice. thank you guys, Love man. You. It's been awesome. We'll have to do yeah, it again. Yeah. Hopefully we can all come at, come when I come out there, man, we'll all do it in the same studio. We'll all, we'll all get it there. We'll have some beers and we'll, we'll chop it up for a few hours. Oh, hell yeah. Sure. Fuck yeah, man. Sounds great. We're all going to take listeners, man. I hope you guys enjoy this, man. We brought you guys motherfucking heat. Like we always do. Adam Gotts and Kyle Pecco and John Bartoloni, man. Thanks for tuning in and uh, we'll see you silly bitches later, man. Peace. Peace. All right, boys. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen, our interview with NFL defensive lineman, Adam Gatsis and Kyle Pecco. Thanks a lot for coming on the show, fellas. I really appreciate it, man. That shit was awesome. Uh, for all of you fans out there, I put Adam and Kyle's social media and all their stuff in the podcast description. I also put the link to Kyle's gym in Brea, California, Playhouse Performance. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see what you guys got going on for the rest of your careers, man. It's been fun watching you guys so far, and you're always welcome back on the show. For the rest of you guys, uh, go to Alternate Take DR on Instagram. Go follow us and see our next episodes and what we got coming out soon. And I really appreciate you guys tuning in, man. This is Alternate Take. I'll see you guys soon. Bye bye.